You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. The show is at the halfway point through the week. Tennessee received more good recruiting news on Tuesday. Tennessee picked up a commitment from wide receiver Walker Merrill out of Brentwood, Tennessee. You'll hear from him coming up in just a moment why he decided to stay in state and pick the Tennessee Vols. Jesse Simonton of AllQuest.com is going to stop by the show in a few minutes as well, and we'll talk about Walker Merrill as well as running back Jalen Wright, who was on Tuesday's show, and then take a look at what some of the main needs are for Tennessee with the 2021 class. Also, how the current situation in the country and what's going on with the coronavirus situation, how that's affecting the world of recruiting. That's all coming up here in the next couple of segments of Locked on Vols. And then coming up in the third segment of the show, Tuesday was the five-year anniversary of Rick Barnes being hired at Tennessee. I'll look at some of the big accomplishments because there is a long list that we could run through with what Rick has done in the first five years as Tennessee's basketball coach. I'll get to all of that here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I appreciate you being here today. I hope everybody's doing okay with everything that's going on. I hope the show helps you get through what's going on as well. Welcome new listeners. The show is available anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple and Google, Spotify, the third-party apps like Overcast and Stitcher. You can also tell your smart speaker at home to play podcast, Locked On V-O-L-S. So Tennessee picked up its second commitment of the week for the 2021 class on Tuesday when Walker Merrill, the wide receiver from Brentwood, committed to Tennessee over Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. And he made the announcement on Rivals.com And he explained to Woody Womack why he chose Tennessee, why he decided to stay in state to play for the Vols. It's home. Um, The coaching staff did a real great job of recruiting me. Coach T, Coach Pruitt, and his top in the coaching staff. Um, I've got a great opportunity to come in early um, to play in Tennessee. They've sent a lot of guys to the NFL. And I think I've got a great shot to play in the NFL as well as having a successful afterlife in football. They had two crucial receivers leaving, uh, Juwan and Marquez. Um, and then they've got Palmer. He's, this is last year, so they need a lot of guys to come in to play receiver that can um, be ready to strap up early, and that's what I want to do. I want to go in and compete. Walker Merrill in his announcement on rivals. So Tennessee picks up a guy who recognizes the Vols are trying to kind of reload at that wide receiver position. They signed a number of guys that can play that position in the 2019 class, and then we'll look to add even more depth in 2020. As he mentioned, Josh Palmer is going to be leaving, and and there is a good number of young, talented players who will be on the roster this upcoming year, but still, those are guys who have not established themselves yet, and maybe that changes by the time Walker gets on campus, but he sees playing time that will be available, and you need to be really deep at that position anyway. So Walker Merrill is added to Tennessee's 2021 class, and Tennessee taking him in the month of March shows you how much Tennessee has wanted him over the last several weeks, last few months. So Tennessee adds two skill position players in the class this week, running back Jalen Wright and wide receiver Walker Merrill. So I want to welcome to the show now Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com to talk about that. And we'll work our way backwards, Jesse. I appreciate the time as always. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at Jesse. R.E. Simonton. Tennessee takes the commitment from wide receiver Walker Merrill. What do you think about that news and the addition to the Vols 2021 class? Yeah, this has been one, Josh, that Tennessee has uh, 
been trending on ever since Walker and his family kind of made their way back to campus back in January when the world seemed normal and, and, and those visits were kind of taking place. Some of those early junior days, Walker came at a time when he was able to get a lot of one-on-one time with both T. Martin and head coach Jeremy Pruitt. And, and you know, Tennessee had, had always been in the mix there with the Brentwood uh, standout. But, you know, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, even, even Duke, I think, were kind of initially seen as probably the bigger threats for Walker. But once Tennessee kind of went all in and they said, hey, we, we want you to be that second wide receiver to join Jordan Mosley in this class, that was kind of uh, – that sealed the deal for Walker. And, and Walker's an interesting prospect. Played, you know, had, had, a, had a hurt knee a year ago, coming off the ACL, still had 60-some-odd catches. There's, a, a, I think, some questions about his straight-line speed. Um, but he is, uh, as, as his coach told us, uh, Coach Crawford, I mean, he, he is an explosive athlete. You know, he, he's a quick, quick twitch guy. He can jump out the gym. He's obviously posted a lot of those dunk videos that folks have seen. But, I mean, he, he, he posted a legitimate 39-inch vertical leap um, at, at one of the opening regional camps just last year. Uh, and, again, that's coming off, you know, a knee injury. And so – I think there's there's a thought process uh, that you know maybe he actually is a little bit faster than than some of what he's timed out as. So it's a nice get. The most interesting thing, kind of spinning it forward, Josh is is Tennessee done at wide receiver? You know that they took three a year ago. Um, two are now in this class with, with Merrill and the, and the aforementioned Jordan Mosley. You know, with needs elsewhere, it'll be curious to see if they're done or if they hold a spot for a stud like a Deion Colby who most expect to go to Georgia after decommitting uh, from Notre Dame or a Dante Thornton who's kind of flirting with Tennessee um, but I think is ultimately likely to end up at Penn State. You know, we'll see. Yeah, part of that uh, often, Jesse, and, and probably refers to what you're talking about here, if you if you have what you have, you feel good about it. If a game changer becomes available, you take those kinds of players and and you work the numbers out that way. That is that what you're talking about? With uh, do they add another guy at that position? Exactly, and and I think one of the wild cards with this uh, is tight end. You know, um, because I said they took three receivers a year ago, but that doesn't actually count D Beckwith, who I think is going to play some receivers, and then that would be four. Uh, you know, which means Tennessee really didn't land a true tight end in the 2020 class. You have several targets out there in this class, both Hudson Wolf, who recently named Tennessee, you know, as one of his uh, final five. The balls are battling some 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 heavyweights there uh, with Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, um, and then, but then there's guys like Miles Campbell, a Peach State kid. You also have Trinity Bell, who I think Tennessee stands in a good spot with, six seven athlete out of out of Alabama. Um, so again, there's needs elsewhere: pass rusher, offensive line, you know, outside linebacker. So uh, Tennessee could it could be like a best player available type deal come you know the end of this cycle. But right now, what's interesting is that you know Walker Merrill may have taken that second spot from an in-state guy like an Adonai Mitchell, who a lot of folks had pegged to Tennessee you know, for the last several months, or a Trey Curry, another in-state receiver. So nice get for the Vols. Interesting, you know, in the, in the timing of it, obviously with it being the dead period, but you're seeing a lot of kids kind of go ahead and reserve spots for schools all across the country. Yeah, and another guy who did that uh, came on Monday as I'm talking to Jesse Simonton of AllQuest.com. Jalen Wright, the running back out of North Carolina, committed to Tennessee, and that seemed to be part of his thinking. He said that 
Yeah, he didn't want to lose a spot there at Tennessee. Really good speed, elite speed. What would you think of the news on Monday that the running back Jalen Wright committed to Tennessee? Yeah, this is one we've been sitting on at Volkswagen for for a little while, and and just knowing how much that Wright uh, and his family kind of felt comfortable um, with Jay Graham, with Tennessee. He, again, was another guy that was able to to come up for one of these junior days before uh, the coronavirus really shut everything down. So, Tennessee, I think, did a really nice job on this one, Josh, getting in early because, you know, knock on wood for everyone, but if there's football this fall, including at the prep level, I think Wright's a kid that's going to really explode. And, you know, he he picked up some offers uh, this January, February, but he as his coach sold us over at Ball Quest, you know, he, he splits a lot of carries. He hasn't he doesn't have the workload of a Will Shipley or some of these other guys. You, just in terms of raw film, even though he's been on the varsity team since he's a freshman, uh, you know, only had 89 touches a year ago. Still rushed for almost 10 or just over 10 yards a clip. As you mentioned, elite elite speed. Uh, he, he tested as the fastest 55 uh, meter track champion back in December in the nation. Um, so Tennessee's getting a guy, and, and Tennessee ultimately actually believes that he can be even faster if he actually improves his flexibility. He's going to run track and play football for the balls. It needs to get a little bit bigger, uh, but just a really high-ceiling prospect that, again, I think you would see the North Carolinas and the NC States um, and some other schools in that, particularly in that region, Maryland, uh, Virginia Tech, kind of want to get involved you know, once Wright gets a little bit more exposure later this fall. So for Tennessee to go ahead and lock him down, secure one of those two running back spots. Now they would like to kind of land um, another dude there. Um, and we got to go over some of those names here in a second. But Dalen Wright, nice pickup again, high ceiling athlete for the Bulls. Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com. Yeah, we'll continue there. We'll get to some of the names to pay attention to, some of the needs that Tennessee still will look to address in the 2021 class when we come back. Also, how is the world of college football recruiting affected by all that is going on? We'll get to that coming up next. More with Jesse Simonton of VolQuest right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Talking to Jesse Simonton of VolQuest.com here on Locked On Vol. So, Jesse, to pick up where we left off, what would you say about what's next on the docket for Tennessee? Some of those names that you were talking about. Just what Tennessee's coaching staff is going to try to do next with the 2021 class. Yeah, well, pass rusher again, outside linebacker, I think is key. Uh, Damian Robinson was a huge target that is no longer on the board for the Vols. He committed to Maryland staying home. Uh, that one stung. You know, the, he was the guy who visited here in February. The Vols thought they were kind of really in the thick of that. Uh, but, you know, credit to Loxley and that staff for keeping a, a, a DMV kid um, at the house. And so, Tennessee, I think, is kind of going to have to position elsewhere. They, they're in a good spot with a couple kids, including Dylan Brooks, who, who's an Alabama guy. But can you actually pull out, you know, a borderline five-star player 
when both Auburn and Alabama want Brooks, you know, in their classes too. Now Brooks has been to Tennessee umpteen times. He was back. He was back here twice, uh, just already this spring, both in January and then in early March, that first weekend in March. And so I think Tennessee's, you know, they, they have their fingernails in in Dylan, but you know, can they actually pull him away from from Auburn or? Or Alabama junior Colson is is another outside linebacker prospect. He's an in-state kid, got a lot of offers. I think Michigan, Texas A&M, even Vanderbilt. You know the the local kind of team there for the Nashville kid is in the mix. So outside linebackers are key, and like I mentioned, they really want to land another stud running back. And so Cody Brown out of Georgia is a target. L.J. Johnson, who could not visit because of the coronavirus, uh, is a guy. I think that one's going to be tough. And then a name to watch, Josh, is, is Tyon Evans. You know, he's a guy that I don't think a lot of Tennessee fans know about. Uh, he, he is a former South Carolina native, is, a, is out actually at Hutchinson Community College. A lot of folks have him pegged to, to the Carolinas. That, that, that could still happen. Again, he's a Carolina kid. Um, but Tennessee likes him a lot. That, that They're heavily in the mix there. He'd be a two to play two. And so – they want they 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 feel like they've got kind of the lightning with Jalen Wright. Now they're looking for some real thunder, both kind of uh, a, as a blue chipper and also just kind of a bigger back there for that number two back in this class. Hey Jesse, one more item. Uh, as you mentioned, scheduling plans right now are affected. What, what can you tell right now in terms of players being able to visit or not? I guess in this case, camp schedules. How is recruiting? Do you think affected over the next few months? Evaluations, all that stuff because everything is essentially on hold? Well, evaluations are, are, are really difficult, Josh. And that's, you know, Tennessee's kind of dealing with that firsthand because this is a staff, uh, when you don't quite have the recruital, the fertile, excuse me, recruiting grounds that the Floridas, the Georgias, uh, the, the LSUs, um, even the Ohio State, you know, that they can get so many kind of guys from their backyard. Uh, Tennessee did a nice job in, in twenty. 20 loading up on those linemen but you know that th- this staff has done yeoman's work you know the last couple of years bringing guys to campus evaluating uh players in person and, and and offering you know committable offers uh based on camp performances and so i think a lot of those camps are certainly in jeopardy with the, with the calendar right now but and i noted this on VolQuest earlier this week josh i think a secondary uh element that Tennessee's kind of dealing with, which is a little bit unique to Tennessee, again, because uh, they are have to recruit a little bit differently than some of the other Blue Bloods, uh, is Tennessee and this staff with Danny Stiff and, and formerly Drew Hughes, who's now the player personnel director for, for Will Muschamp in South Carolina, lean heavily on testing numbers. You know, Tennessee invests in a lot of these different data uh, analytics sites that produce these raw testing numbers, uh, specifically high school track numbers. Um, that's something that, you know, Baylor under, under uh, rule was doing a lot of. You've seen Penn State do this too. Um, there are, you know, there is no high school track right now. And so being able to compare, you know, numbers from a year ago, what sort of leaps guys have made, do new guys kind of pop up on the, on the you know, scene there, that, that's something that, that every, obviously every single program, it's a challenge that everyone's dealing with, but particularly – the way Tennessee has gone about the evaluation process, uh, that's hurting them that, you know, they don't have access to that information. And so that's why you're seeing guys like Jalen Wright and Walker Merrill and, and, and conversely the, the schools 
uh, lean on guys that they do believe in and do believe they have enough information about now. So even though the recruiting, you know, the, the period we're technically in kind of a unique dead period, recruiting has not stopped for that very reason because you're betting the, – the schools are betting on guys that they believe they have the most information about. And conversely, kids are, are reserving a spot because who knows what's going to come down the pipe here, you know, in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we're all trying to figure out what's going to happen next uh, because of all the unknown. Uh, Jesse Simonton, he's keeping up, though, with what's happening at VolQuest.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Jesse R.E. Simonton. Uh, in the meantime, you mentioned it uh, a week or two ago, but you guys are doing your uh, podcast series looking back at great Tennessee games. I think the most recent one is a game that featured one of the great plays and calls, Peyton Manning to Joey Kent in 95 against Alabama. Yeah, man, we got we got the 95 game. Kent, Joey actually came on the pod and, and, and talked about it. So uh, that was a lot of fun breaking that one down. You know, not less fun for Tennessee fans later this week. We're breaking down the uh, BYU game in 2019 as we're also going back and re- reviewing, but kind of spinning it forward. What do we learn that you can kind of, uh, you know, have takeaways in, in terms of the 2020 season? So we started with Georgia State. BYU, you know, as Tennessee fans know, it'll get better. You just got to yeah. kind of slog through it, which is, again, kind of a metaphor uh, for what we're all having to do right now in, in the real world as well. So come check us out at walkwest.com. Yeah, the the, uh, the rewatch or the revisit of Georgia State and BYU, probably easier for Tennessee fans now knowing what's coming as opposed to back when it was really? happening in real time. <laughs> Absolutely. Check it out, volquest.com. Hey, Jesse, I appreciate the time as always. Always, Josh. And that's a key word, by the way, that's probably being used everywhere, whether we're talking about sports or anything else, the unknown out there. The news continues to be updated. You have the press conferences, which provide updated numbers. And I know a lot of them can be alarming right now. If we bring it back to the sports world, it's just it's difficult to tell exactly what the next few weeks or the next few months are going to look like. But that doesn't mean that the operations all shut down. So obviously recruiting is still taking place. Tennessee's coaches just took two commitments in two days in the 2021 class, and they continue to communicate with their players. And of course, they're trying to finish out the spring semester as we're now in the month of April. So that's a big focus, making sure that they buckle down and finish out their academics away from the campus here over the next few weeks. So that's the uh, that's the main focus trying to help them with nutrition, trying to help them with a workout plan, and trying to help them with academics while there is the gap, the physical gap between the coaches and the players. And that's not just at Tennessee. That's, of course, around the country. We'll come back here on Locked on Vols. I'm going to shift to Tennessee basketball. This will be a positive note to finish on as we look back at the last five years with Rick Barnes as the coach. The uh, the top five accomplishments that I came up with in the last five years because you can go a lot deeper than that I'll try to narrow it down coming up next right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tuesday marked the five-year anniversary of Tennessee hiring Rick Barnes to be the school's basketball coach, replacing Donnie Tindall. And, man, it's really incredible that five years have already passed. So Rick is heading into year number six as Tennessee's basketball coach. And at the Vol Hoops Twitter account, which is always well done, they put up a bracket of the Sweet 16 moments on Rocky Top with Rick Barnes as the coach. They called it Rickatology. They had the Tricky region and the Ricky region. So had some fun there. And you might think of some of the highlights, including winning the SEC title in 2018. Tennessee shared that with Auburn. Tennessee rising to number one where the Vols were there for four straight weeks. Rick Barnes, remember, won the National Coach of the Year Award a year ago. 
and then several big performances like Admiral Schofield dropping 30 against the Zags back in 2018 and that was a huge win for Tennessee against the top team in the country at the time a huge performance by Kevin Punter against South Carolina back in 2016 Eve Pons winning the defensive player of the year award this past year and then also remember a year ago or a little more than a year ago Tennessee's one fly we all fly took off and started to be used by other schools different levels of basketball the pros the uh, the high school level they were doing what Tennessee had started up as well so just a number of really cool things on sports 180 we tried to rank the top five accomplishments slash moments for Tennessee since Rick Barnes took over and it's not an easy thing to do to try to limit it to five but here's how I did it I gave an honorable mention to the win at Florida a year ago that was the Gator Chomp game and it was kind of controversial coming out of it and I say that because even Rick Barnes said he didn't necessarily like it I liked it and I think a lot of fans liked it there was some back and forth on that but the one reason I really liked it is because Tennessee was led by a mature team so when Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield and Jordan Bone when they're doing the Gator Chomp at the Florida fans I just thought that was fun that's sports that's a good time we brought that up with Ron Slay on the Slay Ride on Sports 180 before the Tennessee-Florida game a few weeks ago, and Ron said, hey, I did it. Absolutely, I did it. So it was just a lot of fun. So I gave that an honorable mention. It was uh, cool and also created a terrific gif with Grant Williams doing the Gator Chomp. Number five on my list was the win against Gonzaga. That was on uh, a bit of a national stage. It was a neutral site win for Tennessee in uh, Arizona. It was a huge performance by Admiral. That's how it was designated when he put up 30 points, had that huge shooting performance down the stretch for Tennessee against the Zags that was number five on my list that was really kind of the start of what was about to be an incredible run remember Tennessee had that 19 game winning streak where that four-week stretch occurred with Tennessee being number one I'll get to that coming up in a moment number four on my list of the top five accomplishments for Tennessee with Rick Barnes as the head coach I have Tennessee sharing the SEC title in 2018 and it is an SEC championship so putting it number four seems low the fact that it was a shared title is one reason I drop it down but also because I think some other things still really matter a lot including that win against Iowa that's a game Tennessee could have lost a year ago in the second round and if Tennessee had lost without getting out of the first weekend that really would have been disappointing. So it was a a game that Tennessee really needed to win. It pulled it out against Iowa in overtime and then, of course, lost in the next round. But still, that was a game that helped Tennessee get to the Sweet 16 the first time for the program in five years. And then my top two. Number two was Tennessee's four-week stretch at number one, easily the best stretch in program history. Tennessee had only been number one in the country one time prior, and that was that one week when Tennessee beat Memphis in 2008 but then lost to Vanderbilt in the midweek game and was bumped out of the number one spot in the following poll. So the four-week stretch at number one was number two on my list. And number one, I just put it as a collection. It's Tennessee's success against Kentucky with Rick Barnes. Tennessee has a winning record against the Wildcats with Rick Barnes as the head coach. Tennessee has at least one win every season in the last five years against Kentucky. You have two wins at Rupp. Rick Barnes is the first Tennessee basketball coach to win twice at Kentucky in Rupp Arena and then that big win in the SEC tournament a year ago and I know Tennessee lost the next day to Auburn but still that was a huge performance for the Vols to go two and one that season against Kentucky so all of the success against the top program in the conference and one of the top programs in the history of the sport that to me is what stands out about what Rick Barnes has been able to do at Tennessee and of course 
he's going to try to keep that going and get Tennessee back to a very high level next year. And uh, Heather and I also talked about on Sports 180, it's not just the on-court success. Of course, that's a big part of it. But off the court, I think fans have been proud of the way the program has been run, the type of players who have come into the program and the personalities and the way that they've grown as well, the culture of Tennessee basketball. I think that's a big part of it as well. So there has been a lot to celebrate over the last five years with Tennessee basketball. And I think the next several years should be a lot of fun for Tennessee fans as well. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get back to some more Tennessee football talk. You'll hear from Jeremy Pruitt talking about trying to communicate and making sure that everything is going okay as best it can for Tennessee's football players while they're away. We'll get to that. Any news that comes out, of course, I'll have you covered on that as well on Locked on Vols. Keep spreading the word to other Tennessee fans. I appreciate you hanging out today. I'll be back tomorrow on Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Remember to check out our other Locked on shows, Locked on NBA, Locked on SEC, and Locked on NFL, getting you ready for the NFL draft. So all kinds of good stuff going on on the network. Again, thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh!